on the spencer of the pest. Go hang out at the cons, renaissance fest. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, a man who's got a leg up on all the competition, Derek McCaw. That's a visual for those of you uh, at home listening. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. His leg is literally up. That's right. footnote. And host of the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And we are podcasting from... Lon Lopez, Safe House number, which one is this one? This would be number seven. Number seven, Safe House number seven. On the underground lane. <coughs> it's a Wednesday in June, I can't remember which day. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Oh my gosh, it's a Tuesday. That's why I'm so thrown off and discombobulated. It's a Tuesday. Uh, so, we, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about, uh, about comics, movies, TV, including, we're going to talk about DC's upcoming zero issues, like uh, it's only been a year and we're going to reboot again, or at least give it a jumping on point. Uh, we've got some Archie news, because Lon's been missing us talking about Archie. I do. Uh, what classic mm. television series is coming to Image Comics, of all places? Mm-hmm. I want to take a little focus on America's Got Powers, some comicsology stuff. We're going to talk about the movies that opened last week and the things that are exciting us about movies this week, including Marvel Hero Futures, but we're not talking about the Avengers. And uh, some TV uh, news. Uh, Nate's a little disappointed with some uh, with the cancellation of a show and the oh. announcement of a new show. Hmm. And I wonder which one. Oh, I wonder. Then we're going to look take a look at some DVDs that have come out in the last couple of weeks, uh, including today. And then we're going to talk about. Oh, up top, we're going to talk about the Walking Dead experience. But first, oh. let me introduce to my right my fabulous announcer. This is Lon. Glad to be back again, Lopez. We're glad to have you back, Lon. And, of course, to my left, I've already name-checked him, but tell him who you are. This is Nate Telemundo Costa. Great. And across from me, looking a little just bemused by the whole thing. Rick Brett Snyder. Yes, podcast producer, Rick Brett Snyder. And so, uh, let's start. We've got some uh, letters. It's not uncanny, but we got fanny mail. Yes, one is an actual email sent to us, and one was a posting on Facebook. Electronic mail. Do you wish to have a uh, separate theme song if it's a Facebook wall posting? No, it's all the same thing. Okay. It's all fan mail. I just want to note, though, that I was once a professional singer with a promising career, and now I'm just singing uh, email jingles. So, and he was hit yeah. in the face by a radioactive canister. No, I didn't lose my sight or gain any powers. I no, just, no, I just got stuck here. Anyways, yeah, go just, on. Just got hit with a <laughs> radio. Yeah, just in lost real life, my promising all musical career. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you had some horrible facial scarring. Yeah, and, and, and as a result, now I'm, now I'm here on the. And podcast. now you're singing okay. jingles uh-huh. in an undisclosed location. In perfect pitch, by the way. So, anyways, really? Okay. Uh, anyway, from uh, Bill Bossert, <laughs> Bill, who's the producer of what was that? The Terror of Dracula. Uh, which he said. Oh, that was I Heart Dracula. No, no, that was a different. It was oh, David okay. O. Russell movie. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, he had a question, which I thought it, it was actually kind of funny. I hadn't thought about this coincidence. So, do you think that the sales of Green Lantern T-shirts will go up this month? It is Pride Month, after all. 
And uh, for those not understanding what uh, Bill is referencing, well, you probably saw it on CNN or you heard your mother cluck about this. Uh, and certainly Fox, David Letterman Fox News got upset and David Letterman got upset. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get upset. He just made a joke about uh, that, it. That uh, Green Lantern, secretly the Earth 2 Alan Scott Green Lantern that no one's familiar with, uh, was revealed, reintroduced into new continuity as uh, as a gee, uh, well-adjusted gay man. Um, and uh, so... I, I think that even if sales of Green Lantern T-shirts went up, it's the wrong Green Lantern with a different but symbol. But DC yeah. didn't make any effort to clarify that. Did uh, well, they? no, they very clearly in the press release said it was Alan Scott. Right. But but you know, when I, they get condensed down by the TV news faces, I they, called it on the podcast from Bacon. Is that, that, that it made perfect sense because then they get the headline that makes most yeah. people think, "Oh, it's Hal Jordan or it's Ryan Reynolds." Yeah. And but uh, that's why I was curious. Like, how did how does Ryan Reynolds actually feel about this? Because Hal Jordan is not out as gay. Hal Jordan is Hal not Jordan. is not the yeah. character but who is gay. But any like normal, I shouldn't say normal, but any like just Joe average moviegoer fan or whatever is going to go, "Oh, that Ryan Reynolds, that Green Lantern movie. Oh, Green Lantern's gay. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, that's gay character." You know just what I mean? Like like, that? Well, if they talk oh, like yeah. that, they really yeah. need a little therapy <laughs> too. No, I, I mean, that may be true, but I, I don't know that anybody's asked Ryan Reynolds for comment, but I can't imagine that he gives he a, rip. a problem. I'm I mean, sure yeah. he doesn't have a problem, but doesn't that quantify that he actually has to explain now? I mean, yeah, he has to explain to people who doesn't matter, but he does have is to there going to be another Green Lantern movie? Uh, well, we'll talk about that. That's okay. one of the things that's coming up uh, potentially in the movie news. Well, especially if they're ramping up a Justice League movie. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. That's yeah, going to be so. interesting. But yeah. I, th- I think to answer Bill Bossett's question... Uh, I would just say no. It's probably not going to increase shirt sales because. Although we'll say two weeks ago, not, those, those I shirts are buy a Green Lantern. Those shirt. shirts aren't fabulous. Um, but what I didn't realize, me, they I come in all different colors. I didn't realize that this that this those aren't the Green that Lantern. That this news ones, no. of uh, Green Lantern being uh, reintroduced as gay and the and the wedding of North Star and his boyfriend in uh, Astonishing X Men. Oh, okay. No, it, it was, was it uncanny or astonishing? It was astonishing. It's astonishing. 50, right. Number yeah, fifty. Because yeah. um, if you put in an uncanny, it sends the wrong message. But I didn't really realize that it was. I, I didn't really realize that it was Pride <laughs> like Month. Astonishing. It, I didn't connect that. I, I, you know, it, 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 well, because there is no fabulous X Men. Uh, but they're <laughs> astonishing. Uh, so, they're yeah, that's. It. I mean, it was just kind of interesting, and we'll see. I, I don't know if there's been any. Impact. I don't. I don't think we even know yet if there's been a sales impact on on anything. I don't know how Earth Two sold. Uh, I guess we'll know in a month if it if it went up. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, it's interesting that it was happening in June and that was Gay Pride Month. I, I hadn't really connected that. And well, more power to it. In six months, when DC reboots again, it's because I think go away. I think the real news is going to be when um, people uh, stop noticing and just go, "Oh, it's a good character." And exactly. uh, that's what I'd like to see. And I unfortunately have not had a chance to read the issue of Earth 2 that yet I have it in my car. But, but is it really even a character who's going to get that much time because he's part of an ensemble well, book? Well, that's he's in an ensemble and book. And, you know, yes, they get to shy away from controversy yeah. very nicely. But, but How big a, of an ensemble is it, though? Pretty big. It can be the, the size of the Justice Society. It, this, they're going to focus on Green Lantern, Flash, and the Atom, mm-hmm. but Wildcat will be there. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've got a team... With the Flash, Wildcat, and Adam, and the Green Lantern's the gay one. I mean, seriously, right? Come on, Any, no. You want to smile? Come I, on. What I like is that you knew that was wrong 
before you even uttered, finished the first. I syllable. just wanted to see your reaction. That's all. Okay, but seriously, the Flash, Wildcat, anyways. Go ahead. Oh, uh, and Brian K. Shimada, a loyal listener uh, who recently stumbled across the a true fandroid, become a total fandroid. I uh, just posted on Facebook that he is looking forward to Infernal Man thing as well. We talked about that right. in I last heard. week's podcast about the. Uh, I'm the only one that listens to the book. Podcast. No, we, I mean out of us. Uh, so. Oh, oh yes, yeah. oh, okay. I listen I'm to it a couple right of now. times. Uh, that's yeah. that's professionally though. I, I, lost I listen my own to it casually. I'm sorry, uh, my fault. I think Brian K. Shimada mentioned that he was looking forward to the Infernal Man thing as well. We talked about that. That's uh, Steve Gerber. Uh, a a finished script that was never published. Uh, miniseries. Steve, miniseries, because uh, Steve Gerber passed away four or five years ago. Yeah, at least. Uh, it's, it's been a while, yes. And uh, and was not the first writer on Man-Thing, but uh, was, I'd say, probably the, the seminal writer, the one that is most closely identified with. More identified with the crazy villains and mm-hmm. characters. Well, no, but, he, but he his run managing. on Man Thing yeah, is yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. Identified. Yes, he created crazy villains, but it's if you associate. Was that his only a, comment, though? Or? Uh, no, uh, uh, that uh, he had his Doctor Strange poster signed by Kevin Nolan at Big Wow, hmm. and is definitely taking an interest in Kevin Nolan stuff. And so that's one. I, I like that. You know, we mentioned Big Wow, the local the San Jose local show, and we saw him show. there. Yes, we did see. Oh, uh, I don't think. I think it was Sunday. I, I think uh, was. Rick wasn't when we were in line. When we were outside, while we were Saturday. while we were stalking Jim Lee, we stalked Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. It was not very effective, uh, but I did get a lock of his hair, and, and we did get pictures up from Big Wow. Yes, on the on the uh, fanboy. Yes, I did follow up with a couple of things there. So, uh, thank you, Brian, and thank you, Bill, for writing in. And you too, if you are listening, could get your email, Facebook posting, or letter, whatever you want. Uh, read on our podcast if you would write into editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. However, I must stress that if you write to sandpaper, Lon might be the one who answers. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> and we, yeah. we, we do have to clarify though that Bill Bossert, since he is a sponsor, has uh, been, technically yes. he can't get letter of the week prize. And since Brian K. Shimada uh, left just a Facebook comment. No, we can we can find. Oh, Brian's already turned down, and yeah, he's already received his prize, and so you know. Now he writes just for the love. But if you want to uh, receive a prize, please. He's sending us free verse poetry next week. That is fantastic. Don't challenge him. Okay, so should we talk about comics? It is a comics podcast. I have one announcement to make. Oh, uh, that's right. We want to talk about that first. Go ahead. Yes, Nathan. Everyone has heard about the Walking Dead experience at Comic Con. Am I correct? Yes, yes, I believe, believe that, reported I, believe it on that the I have sworn at all of you. We Still finally have some information. Okay, okay, give us the information about the experience. More um, than we had 15 It is ago? a secret medical experiment to see if they can contain a zombie outbreak, isn't it? That's because that's what I'm convinced is going to happen. According to this website, it's not. Of course, that's what they want you to think. So you can currently buy a ticket to be a survivor for the low, low price of so I have $70. To pay a price to survive. That's Wait, right. Survivor. Wait, Survivor is $70. Survivor it's is $70 if you buy now. And it's a limited number, of the course. The price will go up to $80. Uh-huh. And if you wait until the show, Comic-Con itself, it will go up to $90. It makes sense. There are limited tickets available. So you get, for $70, 35 to 50 minutes of Walking Dead madness. That sounds fun. And you also get a Walking Dead number 100 variant. But what does that mean, madness? Yes, I'm, I'm curious. That's what we're still so trying to figure out. They have, so there were rumors that you'd be able to run around on the Petco Park field and blah, wait, blah, blah. Wait, you got to exercise? 
You have to go up and downstairs, this, too. This looks to be all about exercise. Aww. You start off Cardio. around the corner of Petco. I, I am going to say, honestly, that it, when approached by a zombie, uh, I will start exercising right then <laughs> and there, but I think it's too late. Uh, you start off around the side of Petco for an initiation where they're basically going to tell you what you need to do. There's Please a- <laughs> do not really try to kill the zombies. <laughs> you don't get a shovel they or a gun or something. They are actors... Please do not touch the zombies. Please. That's what you're going to hear. So. Basically, you walk up and down the side of Petco. You go up. It looks like you go up the stairs. Uh, I read that there are going to be cargo nets and slides, so you should be prepared <laughs> to be physically what is this, American So we're going to slide into a cargo net, so we're easy pickings. Nate, nothing about this is the slightest bit reassuring. It's zombie ninja warrior. Wait, don't they know what the <laughs> clientele or, or fan base of Comic-Con is? Yes, and they're trying to thin it out. Well, I was going to say... This is what I'm saying. It's a government-sponsored program. None okay. of them can climb a cargo net. What are you all right, all right. About? Let's say you're not in shape and you don't want to be... <laughs> is that actually a note there? <laughs> no, I'm, I just said that. Let's say you're Derek McCaw. Let's say you're Mr. <laughs> McCaw and you'd rather be a zombie. You can apply... To be a zombie by signing up with your email, the opportunity of a lifetime being a walker during the apocalypse, a limited number of individuals will have the opportunity to buy the most coveted tickets at convention week. So you need to request an invite on the uh, the website here, which I believe is the Walking Dead, yeah, the WalkingDeadExperience.com. And they will mail you a Sumatran rat monkey. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> pop out of the package and bite, bite you, you. Thus starting the event. Professional uh, makeup folks will make you up and you will join the undead. Or you can buy a ticket to be a spectator. Watch the apocalypse from the sidelines at the escape party. You can have outstanding photo opportunities, merchandise and more. All spectators receive an exclusive special, special edition poster of the cover that everyone, that all the uh, basically you get a poster of the good stuff. You don't get the actual comic. You no, don't get you just get a poster of the cover. It's only fifteen dollars to do this. That's not bad. And they have 15. food and okay. beverage available, so I'm assuming they'll have the. Frankly, uh, I, could be a, I could be a spectator from my hotel when they get out of control, <laughs> and I'm locked in <laughs> my room, going, "Please let this pass." You know, so, the thing is, you're not going to be able to really tell if they're out of control until it's far too late. I know. The rest of the way, the, that, it looks a little overpriced goes. to me, but. I so mean, that's it. That's it, really. They're just gonna. The you're gonna run things. around, jump on a cargo net, it's slide a down a slide. It's a lifetime opportunity. It's yeah. the end of a lifetime I opportunity. Know, I love the fact that they are they are anointing themselves as the most coveted ticket. No weapons allowed, of course. real or fake. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's basically a big game of tag, is what it sounds like. I'm, sounds like. I'm it. not saying that I want this to happen. But honestly, if it's not a government-controlled experiment on the zombie <laughs> outbreak, if it really is the publicity stunt that it seems to be, that they want us to think it is, I don't want this to happen, but I'm going to bet there's going to be at least one serious injury. I would have to agree. I'm gonna, I, but I'm going to think the injuries will be twisted <laughs> ankles, stab an eye with a pen, pulled I, hamstrings. I think a, a walker Concussion. or two is going to get smacked. Mm, it sounds like it sounds like one of those haunted house things where there's people lurging, mm-hmm. lunging and out honestly, at you in the dark. Honestly, I don't stuff. like those either. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> really? I, I was once uh, I was invited to Universal Studios to cover the closing of the Back to the Future ride and so I could get front of the line to any ride I wanted for the rest of the day. Yeah. And so I was like I went through everything, had a good time, went through everything twice and went, okay, there's only like I want, really want to see the Shrek 4D, and it was closed. It was going to open up later, and like, there's nothing left to do except, oh, God, the haunted house, and what else am I going to do? So I went into that. 
I don't like those either. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're just fake, right? Yeah. Except that it's, it's only a movie. It's only I, a movie. I know, that's what I feel. It's, it's only like, a movie. That's what they want you to think. And then how mm. many people disappear each year? Zero. What's yeah. only a Zero people one. disappear each really? year in those haunted houses. Yet yeah, they're so terrifying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's fake. What? It's fake. Oh, okay. It's a big show. All, All right, let's talk comics, everybody. Let's talk comics. Um, there must be a couple that came out, right? Uh, yeah, but we're gonna. I, I'm gonna talk more about things that. Well, before Watchmen came out, did you? Any of you guys get a chance to read? Last week was the first. Uh, I did not get a chance to read. Uh, that got one. Down uh, so I have my copy. I have not had a chance to read. Anything. I heard it Spectre's sold well. out this week, isn't it? The what? So Spectre's, Spectre's out, out this, this week. week. Last week was the Minuteman, the Darwin right. Cook one. Um, and so, you know, I, I I did go ahead and buy it. I let fate decide. It was still on the stands when I made it to the store on Saturday. And it was still there, so I went, okay, I'll... This is I'll, the Minuteman one, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was the one out of them all that I probably was looking forward to the most because I like Darwin Cook's work. Mm-hmm. But I've been really torn because I, I do... I see, you know, I read all the arguments and back and forth and who's getting, you know, who's getting screwed over by this. And Instead like, of just reviewing the art. Right. No, I'm Well, I, I think that, you know, the yeah, Watchmen's still going to stand. It is... Watchmen is Watchmen. Yeah. And if I don't like it... Maybe the only one I'll buy is Minutemen. I don't know. Um, but Can I just quick tangent? Would you buy a prequel to the Bible? A prequel to the Bible? Yeah, if they wrote one. About the dinosaurs? I don't know. I'm just saying. Because well, the Bible the still void? stands. <laughs> to be honest, I, you know, I spent some years as a Mormon, so I certainly bought the sequel. Oh, well, there you go. So I'm just saying, it's... You know, it'll stand. You just got to... Okay, send your letters to editor at <laughs> fanpointplanet.com on that one. You know, you, you, yes. you like the Darwin Cook art, and but I... I'm, I do. I've actually... The previews for some of the later ones look really good to well, me, Well, I too. like Lee Bermejo as well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the art looks good. It's just I, I still am torn as to do these books need to exist. But if they're actually good... Does DC need to make money? That's the like, answer is yes. I, I so yes, to, they I know it's exist. a business, and that's the thing I always argue. Do with people hot dogs is. need to exist? Yeah, you have to turn yeah, to Nate and say, no, "How often have you looked at a, at a Hulk book and said, does this book need to exist?" A Red Hulk book. I've looked oh, at those. Touche, touche. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so I didn't, but uh, DC is trying to get us in. Also, with like as I mentioned up top, uh, zero issues at the end of August. So the one-year anniversary of the new 52 relaunch is going to be celebrated with these zero issues that kind of are jumping on points, wrapping up points for some things, like the Captain Adam book, which I'm behind on. I was trying to keep up with it. I didn't buy it after was, issue one. was interesting, but not interesting. It's not like making me go, oh, I've really got to read that. Uh, well, it's coming to an end yeah. uh, with a zero issue, uh, and they're just going to wrap that up neatly. They're going to wrap up some of the series that have already been canceled, like uh, Black Hawk. JLI. And, uh, JLI is going to wrap up in itself in a zero issue. Justice League Dark is going to give us uh, a retelling of Newcastle the, uh, for uh, the Constantine uh, incident that uh, changed everything. So the New 52 version of that, which I'm not even sure if in Hellblazer, which I think, I, you guys tell me, I, this is weird. I realize that I don't know. Is the Vertigo Hellblazer book still being published? I thought that it was. I don't think I've seen it. Concurrently, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe not. Because they're trying to wrap him up in the regular DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and OMAC is going to appear in the... Less, uh, there's be a Hawk and Dove final story, which, gee. Um, and, uh, and one thing that uh, 
I, I suspected was coming. Well, let me say that we know in the Green Lantern issue that Green Lantern that looks kind of like the old uh, All-Star Squadron version of Amazing Man that was in that poster at the free comic book day thing of New 52. Uh, it's kind of like a football player. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Green Lantern um, with all the so armor. he's going to be introduced in uh, in Green Lantern number zero. And someone's pointed is out. Is that the black guy yeah. with the mask? Yeah. And, and people thought it might be John Stewart. But I don't think it is. They're saying it's an all new, all different. And he has a tattoo, which apparently is in Arabic and uh, translates into a different amazing. motto. So not amazing. That'd be oh. that'd be good. Um Batgirl and the Red Hood are going to face down the Joker, but I'm not sure if it's in Red Hood and the Outlaws Zero or Batgirl number Zero. But they're both. Or maybe it's a crossover and it'll be both. Two-parter. Wait a minute. I thought the Joker hasn't appeared in the New 52 yet. No, he has. Uh, He kind of has. His face carved off. Yeah, but where is he Well, then we're going to find out. That's the mystery. We're going to find out as they go back. This is a prequel, though, right? No, not necessarily. They're jumping on points. Some of them will be serving as prequels. You're right. Oh, so the Zeros are DC's version of point one? Yeah. What uh, Dan DiDio uh, mentioned is that, like, out of all the books, the thing they've gotten the best response from fans about was Justice League, of no- the number one, of going back and telling how an action comics. So, funny that they tried to just leap into the action with a lot of characters, right. and, and then what they and discovered is... know how they came to be that how way. How they came to be that way, which it was kind of a, if I may say, Mr. DiDio, duh, uh, so well, it, yeah, it's also those two books. The, the takes on those origin stories were fresh and new. I mean, they weren't. They weren't. Were like, they, they weren't just a reprint new, of. I did like the action. I think you're, I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know that I thought that Justice League. You was didn't. All with that all, fresh there was a lot of conflict that I've never seen in a. In a uh, well, I've seen Justice it in an Avengers League. book, but uh, not was, Justice League though. I mean, I, with, yeah, I guess, I guess. But having read a lot of like and being written by Jeff Johns. Like after Final Night, when uh, Blackest Night, jeez, no, no, Final, Final Night, Night was the when the sun went. Way out. Oh, Hal Jordan, Hal re- Jordan, re- just re- kidding. The sun. And every time that, and when he started coming, and when he came back, that uh, that uh, Jeff Johns was always writing this kind of conflict between Hal Jordan was always cockier in when facing Batman. So like I was used right. to that fight. Or that struggle happening, except that Batman was a lot less of a jerk in Justice League than he had been in previous. Well, that was before Batman died, right? A lot changes when you <clears throat> come back from the dead. He didn't really die. He was sent back in time. Well, then why did Infused I buy a book called that Batman, said Batman R.I.P. Died? I don't know I because you bought off. into the hype, Lon. I feel bamboozled. You were batboozled. It didn't Ooh. really say die. It said R.I.P. It was said just Batman R.I.P. Rest in peace. But Batman R.I.P. wasn't even about that. No, it wasn't. Right. Batman I R.I.P. Saw was his skeleton. Let's get to. The, okay. oh, no, that was actually an apocalyptic yes. clone what? of Batman. Yeah. Um, How convenient. It was. Mm. Uh, let's get to the thing that really is going to, you know. Pound that table, Derek. Yes. You want to. I want to. Mm. Is that they are going to relaunch the Phantom Stranger. Yeah, and the writer, uh-huh. the writer on the Phantom Stranger is Dan DiDio, uh-huh. and the artist is going to be Brent Anderson. Now I'm happy uh-huh. with Brent Anderson. Uh-huh. Very happy. With Brent I think Anderson. that's a great choice for the Phantom Stranger. Dan DiDio, I'm not going. I'm not going to pretend that I know the man. I just feel like from convention appearances, I get a vibe that I I would I would like him. Yeah, I just do not like him as a writer. 
He has a sincere love of comics. He absolutely does. Hey, hey, everybody. And, hey. And, and even even when he disagrees, <laughs> yes, that, that is actually a pretty good Dan to deal. Yeah. But even when he, dis- he disagrees with people, he's very polite about it. I like him better than, say, the approach that Joe Casada has. Yes. That Joe Casada might as well, might also be a nice guy, but I have Joe yet, is a lot ruder than I Yeah, have yet, but Joe's old school New York. All I know. Right, I have yet to have a positive okay. experience. Well, I am Californian. And we just want, oh, we just well, they're peace. both. Where are you doing here? Aren't they? What? Dan DiDio is pretty New York too, isn't he? Yeah, but well, you know what? I think the difference is Dan DiDio spent some time working in Canada, uh, in animation. Huh? So he softened up in Canada. Uh, well, no, but I, what I mean is he he worked in a different industry and yeah. where you have to kind of you know make friends. It's who you know in a different way than Joe Casada who. Was a very talented artist, young artist. Uh, he and Jimmy Palmiotti, you notice they don't work together at all anymore, so I always wonder about that one. But he and Jimmy Palmiotti created. You're speculating on created, a lot I do. Cre- uh, created Ash, which suddenly had this. And, and don't forget, uh, Joe Casada actually designed Asriel. And so, uh, you know, like shot to start him really early on, yeah. did the first Marvel Knights uh, Daredevil. And then, was, and then all of a sudden, and he then was, was put running in charge. the company. And then he was put in charge, you know. So, hmm. um, Sopranos, he's never anyone? really done anything. <laughs> well, the things he's done after were after his fame, you know. And so that's. I'm I, not I, saying there's not a reason. No, for I'm it, just but saying he's definitely. Know, if I was going to want to hang out with one of them, it'd be Didio. Yeah, but I think what Lon says, he's an old school New Yorker who didn't have to be soft by anything else. So he's been very successful. I don't begrudge that success. Many things he's done, I've loved. Same thing I'd say with Dan DiDio. Many things he's mm-hmm. thought of. If New 52 is his brainchild, even though I don't agree with it 100%, no doubt it reinvigorated the industry. Great idea, Dan DiDio. Yeah. And, you know, and I could be wrong. It's like... it's like, uh, But it, you already have a little bit of a concern about where they're taking the Venom Stranger. Right. So I you're could, already... I could be wrong. This but could has be... he ever had his own book before? Did yeah. Stranger? Yes. Oh, okay. Like a long-term series? Oh, or? yes. Uh, oh. 67 yeah. or 68 issues. There's two showcases you can pick up. I love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have both of them. And but this is before he was known as Judas. Uh, well, that's, that's the point. Is he wasn't known as Judas Anything. until a couple of months ago. Um, so, new direction. I kind of uh, like it. All right. And now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just for us who don't know, does Phantom Stranger actually fight people or does he just go around and solve mysteries or what's he doing? Yes. Like, He's kind of. He's it almost, depends on. He's almost a Doctor Strange type character without really casting a lot of spells. It depends on the situation. Does he ever punch anyone though? Uh, he has been known to. If, okay. he, if he absolutely, absolutely. What are has his to. powers? What are, what are the? To they punch. are ill-defined. You ill-defined? There, he did have like the. He had uh, the Seal of Solomon. When I was a kid, and the first Phantom Stranger story ever, uh, the first story I read that had the Phantom Stranger in it was the Justice League of America. Who killed Santa Claus? Mm. And what? they never really explained. And that was the beginning of Derek's psychosis. Exactly. Mm. Oh yeah, no, it was a lifelong love with, with Santa's comics. dead. Seriously, I loved that cover, and then I'm, a babysitter gave it to me for Christmas. Like I was like, ah, she was soon after fired. No, uh, no, she's great. Uh, Carolyn Young, I have no idea what happened to her. Uh, but she's uh, listening she to the podcast. Santa Claus. That'd be awesome. Uh, but anyway, that uh, he was like he all the all the Justice League were caught in death traps by the key, and at the end, it's like they all survived. And then it's how could that be? And a door opens, and the Phantom Stranger walks out with an unconscious key and says, "How else? I knew I was needed." And it's like they never explained what he did, how it worked. It was just always 
he's always doing something cool off panel. So I thought that was really cool. <laughs> so why give him his own so book? So they never no, knew how to write him. He was originally like a like a horror book host, and oh. and then they kind of evolved him in the fifties. And mm. uh, so I had many of the individual issues, and then I sold them. So you think in this new one we'll actually get to see what he can do and yeah. what he can? And there have been many series that people have tried in the nineties and and above. That haven't been necessarily as good. Now, does so. he betray his namesake after? Well, not his namesake. His name, if we actually get to learn about him. Well, that's what I think. Is that's the question? Is how can he be a stranger no, no, if we know it's he the is? Phantom stranger. Uh, right. Uh, the question is the other singer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm bothered by that. Okay. Uh, and uh, Lom, uh, I believe you have a theme song prepared for this. Ah, that I do. we have uh, we have some Archie news. What? Yes. You know what? This is one of the premier podcasts that features weekly Archie news updates. It's not weekly, but so we trying. need we need a theme song. Here we go. Okay. Archie. Oh, Archie news. See what he did there. It's catchy. It is catchy. Actually, it's a two bits that I should mention is that in Archie comics, Kevin Keller in the teen version, uh, that's the gay uh, student who's moved to Riverdale. Uh, and when I say the teen version, because there's a, an alternate universe of adult, adult Archie, Archie stories. And, or, or I should say Two. stories of Archie as an adult, rather than um, there's adult like, There Archie. are two universes. Yes, but they're all in one book called Life with Archie. Ah, okay. uh, but in the regular books, Kevin Keller is going to be facing up to gay bashing and gay bullying. And so they're I still think it's fascinating with all this controversy over Green Lantern and North Star that the company Archie did it first. Archie's been doing it first and really dealing with it in a in a nat- in, a, in a way that's been non-controversial because there's as long just as you just count as, a million moms, and we do because they weren't a million. Uh, it turns out they were ten really lonely guys. Uh, so uh, oh, so that's why I've been emailing this whole time. Yes. Oh, uh, gross. You've been emailing a million milfs. That's oh, yeah. A, yeah that's a okay. different site. You're right. So, uh, anyway, uh, but uh, an artist that I've been coming to really uh, admire because I'm loving Saga, written by Brian K. Vaughn from Image, and the artist on that book is Fiona Staples, uh, who does some really cool stuff. She's I love her uh, superstores. That place, those places Staples? are great. Yeah. Mm. I love those places. I mean, you can find lots of good prices. And well, stuff. this is Lawn Safe House, so we have okay. to put up with this. Okay. And uh, <laughs> anyway, she's doing the cover of Life with Archie number 24, reintroducing the adult versions of Josie and the Pussycats. And I don't know if she's doing the interiors. At least if they released the cover image. And I just thought it was really cool. Here she's doing this insanely critically acclaimed book. You're still loving Saga, are you not? Absolutely. Uh, uh, did the third issue come out and I just missed it? And I need yeah, to go back. Three yes, is out. Yeah. Okay. Then I, I missed I, the second one. I only have a second printing. Oh, it's, bombed it, you out. know. But I, but I really love that book because it's like everything you could possibly like about a genre gets thrown into it. So and oh, they're I, speaking regular English. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I can hardly wait for that. Did know? we ever talk about? Um, Juan brought this up a while ago, and I just picked up the first five issues of Thief of Thieves. Oh yeah. Yeah. We That's talked about a the TV show. Great book. Yes, That's and if you happen to have a first printing of the first issue, it's no, already I was shut. only able to get a third printing. I have printing. a first printing. How much is it? I it's, I over, it's over 70 bucks. What? <sighs> sell, baby, sell. Yeah, so um, maybe. Damn, on eBay? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm posting uh, my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I can get second, third printings. Yeah. I don't care. I think you might want to hold on just a little bit longer because the TV yeah, show. I'm waiting for the show. Once the, the TV, TV show shows any good, then you're talking like The Walking Dead, where it was like a thousand bucks for the first issue. I'm holding on to it. Uh, I know. So <laughs> I should have bought two copies. Saving. And uh, I bet they still have a first printing. But if that show sucks, then it's. Like yeah, seven dollars. So it's, it's, it's a gamble. It's, it's a, it's Sell a, it's it like a week before it's the show. I will comes take out. the gamble. Okay, and hold on. Um, and uh, right next to your Facebook stock. So a first yes. issue that I'm not sure we got to find out is you know, but also for image is MacGyver. They're going to do a comics what? adaptation of MacGyver for right. Image Comics coming in October. Wait, wait Who's the creative team? I don't know who the creative team is, but I just know they've got this license. So the, I, I need a paper clip, a piece of paper, because and a piece of gum. You'll know better. Uh, I will know better. Uh, the answer to this question than I would is has Image done a licensed book before? Um, I don't know. Aliens? No, that was Dark Horse. Yeah. Uh, so I keep on thinking of no, that's I IDW. don't know. If anybody knows the answer Spawn? to that, write in please at editor at fanboyplanet.com. I mean, I know that I take the back, that I know that Rob Liefeld did a Battlestar Galactica, but I think that was under Maximum Press after mm. he had left Image mm. for a while. So Hmm. That's the closest thing I can think of. To uh, that. Ninja Turtles. When, oh. Did Image do Ninja Turtles? When did they? They do? did. Uh, Eric Larson did it for a little while. And but was that really licensed so much as Eastman and Laird just wanted the I book to go to Image? So I don't know. If anybody, I has don't know an if it was still Eastman and Laird because didn't they do it got Eastman it? or Laird? No. No. One of them. Lone Ranger that. or was that Image? That's Dynamite. Okay, so if someone out there uh, knows the answer to that or, or wants to just discuss it, in uh, fact, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Yes, Nate, in fact. An image from the Image Ninja Turtles book has been put on a wallet that is sold at like Spencer's Gifts and stuff with art by Eric Larson and Image or Eric Larson have never seen any money from that. So basically they're using... Ripping off. Exactly. Wow. Huh? They need a better That's lawyer. Spencer's gift show. They're, they make all that stuff in Taiwan and ship it over here and sell. So it to lots um, of let's talk about a a book that I know Nate is enjoying. I don't know if you've been reading it or not. It started to, uh, but it's also from Image. Let's give Image some love. Uh, we love Image. America's got powers. America does have powers. the creative team. So Jonathan Ross, the former BBC pre- uh, presenter, still hugely well known in England. Maybe, admittedly, not that well known in America. But uh, a comics fan, and i got to say, a great writer, because he did that series with Tommy Lee Edwards last year, Turf, which was, was whether you liked it or not, it was so densely packed. It was yeah. such a story value. There's so many and then I enjoyed impacting the genres. Yeah, another one, you know, the mashing the eggs. Vampires. So he launched uh, this book, America's Got Powers, which is similar to Rising Stars, and there's an event in San Francisco, all these children are born with superpowers. Mm. And it's similar to America's Got Talent, where they have to try out. Right, that they're all rounded up by the government. They're on a stage. And, and, and no, they do. They have to fight in a coliseum. Uh, and it's a, every season oh. they put together a team that then fights. And it's a, it, it's, it's like, like American So it's kind of like Hunger Games Royale. Uh, I, it's it's America's, America's Got Gladiators America, talent yeah. powers. Um, although fatalities do happen, but it's not, it's not the express purpose of the game. Um, and and kind of running man. So the actual, yeah, the actual express purpose is still kind of shady, but it's great. First two issues have been just, again, densely packed, well-written, hmm. great characterization. Did issue two have no ads and a ton of pages like issue one? Yes. Because I have issue two. I just haven't read it yet. Yes, it's great. It was, and, and it's still fantastic. Art by Brian Hitch. Oh. Brian Hitch is awesome. Yeah. 
First issue barely cracks the top 100. Second issue is number 124. So is it is a are you following a main character through this? Is like yes. is there one issue obvious one intru- obvious yes. There's a char- kid. They're that all rated. Yeah. On, on a scale of how well, popular, they all got powers except, except him. Except him, he's zero. He's a rated zero, but he was part of the event. His brother was the most powerful. Okay. And then he was killed. And so the and kid works in the uh, hot dog shop at the merchandise store. But here's my problem. Can we spoil the end of issue one? It's been yeah, a few because weeks. it's been a couple months. Yeah. Okay. I was really into that story and really digging it. And uh, then at the very end, it's revealed that he does have powers. He. They were just asleep or latent or something. No, but then you haven't read the second issue, have you? No. Okay, so what is developed is that that's a one-time event. He does not know how to tap it. He cannot consciously control this. But he used something. But by all the testing that they that the government has, he's still a zero, even oh, after okay. he then shown. I, then, you know what? Now I'm back into it. Yeah, after <laughs> even though he's Because I did not like that he got powers at the end. I wanted him... To be a, it a, was a hero, hero it was with a sudden, zero. It was a sudden surge. It went away at the beginning of the second issue. They make it kind of like Sookie in True Blood. Sookie. Yes. In not as cute. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Not as cute. Right. Not as cute as Sookie. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, it, it was. So, number 149. Issue number two was was number, was number Buy one. Buy America's Got Powers, PayPal. But we're talking. I mean, but again, so what does it take? You've got Brian Hitch, who was the artist on The Ultimates. Mm-hmm. Is like because it's incredible. Well, I mean, it was huge it fan favorite. I mean, Didn't he do Civil War as well? No, that was shoot. That was uh, McNiven. Yeah. Steve McNiven. Yeah, Steve McNiven. So. No, 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 it's 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 good, but I also think too it wasn't really promoted really that strongly. It wasn't promoted at all. And uh, I don't even remember. I think I got it after the fact. Excuse me. I think the okay. only reason we bought it was because either Image or Layman. Like John Layman had mentioned it on his feed or something, or somebody, on or was Facebook? it Keating? Maybe, maybe or? Joe did. Maybe mm. Joe, because friends all, of the program, we're of followers of them on, yeah. on our various social media networks, mm-hmm. and somebody had recommended it. Maybe it was even make, Larson. Maybe that should make make you feel good or bad about a book. If no, it's no, a no. Good book but what I'm saying is, it made it us pick it up to yeah. check it out. Yeah. yeah, but the average Joe fan who comes to the the shelf, that's why they listen to us. So I'm saying now, hope. if you can go back to your comic shop and pick this up, it is a great book. Beautiful art. See, I feel left out, and I'm going to go do that. Okay. As and well you should. I, you know what? I will admit, I almost didn't get Saga number one. Really? Mm. Yeah. And, then, and you gave me crap. I and sure then I did. felt bad that I missed it, and then I happened to be at a comic shop that had a copy, and I went, so I picked it up. That's right. And loved it. What is That's Saga right. number one going for right now? I don't know. One million dollars. Wow. <laughs> Saving it. Because the show is coming out in two years. What? what? I oh. just made that up. <laughs> Are uh, we still on comics? Because oh. I said something last week. Okay, say it. And that was that the Hulk covers were awesome and the interiors were garbage. And that's the thing that Brian Shimada said. And Brian Shimada also wrote it and agreed with you about okay, that. Okay, yes. so the last issue of Hulk. I don't know who this villain artist was, but it was terrible. The last issue is uh, Steve Dillon. See the guy that was on Punisher recently? Yes, I love Steve Dillon. That art's better, obviously. So I don't know what happened in between there, but still the covers are way better than the interiors. I'm not knocking Steve Dillon because I I don't know that I like him on Hulk as much as I liked him on Punisher, but the interiors are greatly improved. <laughs> okay, hmm. interesting. Hmm. I was going to point out that last week, uh, D- and DC's launched a few series like this on Comixology, digital-only books that are going to be printed. DC in has a couple already? Well, they've done Smallville season eleven, 
has already begun, and you buy the install chapters of it for ninety nine cents. They're going to reprint it later. Wait, what? Well, there is a Smallville book now too. Yeah, Smallville season. And the first comic. issue of that was like was actually the first. Oh, it was a while issues ago. Issues that have already been. It's uh, a reprint on. Well, it's but a they were print. digital only. And the Batman Beyond book that's going on now is bat, is, are stories that are first available digitally. Okay. And then there's a Wonder Woman book that's based on that those Ani anime statues that they've got Anicom. Um, so the uh, a di- kind of a different approach, girl. kind of a, yeah, kind of like a good girl manga. Yeah, yeah. there's a it's a look. So the translation is beautiful girl. So I three think. installments of that have come up on a Comicsology, but last week. And I'm, I, I am blanking on who the writer was, and I loved the story. Was they revived Legends of the Dark Knight as a digital book first? And Jeff Lemire, who is the writer on uh, Swan, uh, Animal Man, uh, and does that book Sweet Tooth for Vertigo, uh, is Sweet Tooth is pretty good. Yeah, is drawing Batman. So it's a really cool take on that, and, and it is the first time that I've looked at a digital comic. And I was talking to a friend of the program, Gaz Gretzky, the artist, the other day about this. It's the first time I saw a digital comic where, even though I know it's going to be translated into uh, into print eventually, mm-hmm. I was really glad that I had gone ahead and paid the $0.99 cents to get this first issue. They are shorter for $0.99. Cents. They're like they're really short stories. Right. Um, but I'm glad I had because they really utilized the form. There's a, a what will turn out to be, I'm sure, a full page of Batman in a fight getting the snot beaten out of him. And, he, and you see all these individual panels of the, of the fighting. And then once you've seen all the panels, it pulls back and the right. whole thing is his face. Like a Neil Adams trick from right. Dead Man. Right, right. But the fact that they that's the first time I've seen where they've truly controlled to the advantage right. of the storytelling. Which they couldn't do with regular page. Right. Because it would just be later. Well, Mark Wade's made a comment about his attempts with digital comics is if you – is that the way people look at a page is you really only have one shot at truly surprising someone with the visual, and that's the top left corner because they have al- they've already glanced at the whole page before they've turned to that corner. So that's right. where the surprise is. You can't do a reveal in the middle of that page it's now. Actually it's actually the top left be- corner of the left-hand page, so it's, one, it's once every four pages. Unless there's an ad. Uh, so Indeed. Whoa, yes. we just had some calculation knowledge right there. Well, Rick is an engineer. Huh. Uh, no, he's not. But I like to say, I'm going to start saying, I'm I a train am. engineer. Oh, okay, he is. Okay. I, I didn't want to misspeak for you. That's okay. Uh, so anyway, that you can, if you're going into Comixology, and I have now compared, because I, I, I downloaded the Comics Plus version, and I, I, reader, and I have to admit, I, 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 I like Comixology. I'm not paid for this. Yeah. Um, it's the format I prefer reading them in. You know what you're not going to like when you can't read your old books on there. I know. I realize that. I realize that. But uh, I'm still. Have you realize that though? Because uh, I, I buy them and I read them, and then I just figure, okay, I'm probably not going to get to go back to that. Uh, but that's okay. Let's go talk about movies. Do you want to talk about movies that have come out? Or do you want to talk about movies that are being rumored to be? Let's we let's go to the movie news first. And then we'll talk about movies that are out. Well, Disney uh, has picked up a book. Uh, the rights that to you a talked comic about book. before, right? If you, you know what book I'm talking about? Stuff I of the Legend. The Stuff of Legend, which is kind of like a dark, dark Toy Story. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when I read that, I, I thought, why would D- Disney Pixar want to do a movie that's exactly like all the movies they've done before? But it is not. I know it it's is not dark. It's dark, but it's <clears throat> Toy Story. 
If, if you're well, not Toy familiar, Story is very popular, Lon. I don't know if you're aware of that. If you're yeah. not familiar with Stuff of Legend, it's it takes place in uh, a wartime England, World War II, uh, wartime England, and this boy has been kidnapped by the boogeyman in his closet and carried off into the dark. Oh, so it's Monsters Inc. too. Yeah, and his toys, <laughs> his toys then come to life and go into the closet to try to find him. So, and it's Narnia now. Yes. Oh, how oh, derivative! You wish you thought of it. No. Uh, and it's really what. But the thing is that they be, instead of becoming and like, there's a stuffed teddy bear. Yeah, there is. So it's Ted who becomes a grizzly, Poop. who becomes a, a you know they they become the most savage versions of what they are, hmm. both implying you know I mean play things uh, honestly. If you saw the Woman in Black, where they're f- far more frightening than the ghost in Woman in Black were the stupid wind-up toys that scared me at every turn in that damn movie. You get but scared a lot, don't you? By toys that come to life unreasonably. I don't know. You were don't talking about her. the haunted house <laughs> Don't earlier. get him started on zombie How toys. did you feel Shut about uh, Monkey Shines, Derek? Shut the hell up! <laughs> what about Wait, that, that movie? The George Romero one. I like that one. That was, that was pretty good. What about the one Magic with the ventriloquist dummy? Because ah! <laughs> I had ventriloquism dummies and they slid off the All right, let's just move along. Yes. Anyway, so they become dark <laughs> and the most savage versions of themselves. And the 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 the, the, the closet land that they're in is like a land of discarded toys. It's oh, really, so it's like Rudolph. It's really interesting. <laughs> the land of Really well written. Toys. And someday Lon Lopez will read the book. <laughs> and then he'll go... Why haven't you guys ever talked about Dude, this? this book is totally like World War Z. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which sadly the movie isn't going to be a thing. The movie no. of World War Z is not going to be a thing like World War Z. We predicted it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they picked up the rights to that. I'm interested to see. It's a dark, uh, dark version, but that's another book I totally recommend. Do you think maybe? All right, here's just cynical me speaking. Is there Dis- another you? Do you think Disney might have just picked it up to bury it so nobody would copy their? Ideas. I could see that, but what Disney's honestly in the business of is making money, not spending money. But especially what if they, they thought could, somebody else was going to make no, a no, Especially if no. they could make money off of a movie and then merchandise the hell out of the toys. Yeah, but it well. sounds dark. They're going to have to lighten it well, up. Well, no, no, they I want mean, dark because yeah. uh, that's the reason they bought Marvel. They want to sell to boys. They're not selling to boys. Toy they Story is girls. great, but Toy Story uh, tops out with boys at about age 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they want 12 to 18. Yeah. They want those guys, and that's oh, why they bought scary. Marvel, because they thought that they that Marvel would deliver that to Little them. did they know they'd be getting boys 25 to 55. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we're happy! Before you move on, is that is that a graphic novel then now? A collected, or is it... There, had, there have been two two volumes so far. Uh, three volumes so far. I haven't read the third and yet. it's but in I print have, now. They are in print. Okay. Um, what is the teddy bear's name, by the way? I can't Ruxpin. remember. No, I just know you know it, it's very it's a very interesting uh, book and I and I really really love that. Teddy Ruxpin was pretty scary too. I'll Teddy bet Ruxpin was scary Ruxpin as hell. Movie. I mean, just like My Little Pony, uh, you know, everything about the Bronies there is scaring the heck out of me. The Bronies? The, those are the male adult fans of the new hub version of My Little Pony. W T F. What the hell are you talking about? No, this is truly a movement. <laughs> bro. Wait, isn't the new uh, hub version of My Little Pony like those giant-eyed? Yes. Why? I don't know. Okay. That's why it scares me. Yes, Moving I live on. in a terrifying I'm world. assuming these people are potheads or pill yeah, poppers. Yeah. Okay. Among other rumors that we uh, that we know, uh, it turns out uh, it was revealed last week that 
quietly a year ago, Warner Brothers commissioned a new script for a Justice League movie. And they quietly, were trying to get the they were a year to, ago. A year ago. That's what they tell you. Hmm. They were trying to get the jump recently. They were trying to get the jump on at least get development well, going because they knew that the Avengers were going to do well. So. Was it quietly? Because there have been rumors that they were going to do so long, just, but, and It was well, like Guggenheim was, was going to write it. Uh, George Miller was direct, the director of Bad Max, had put together a production on the writer's strike hit. Mm. And, uh, and well, that was a long time where the writer's strike was. And Army Hammer was supposed to be Batman. And I read oh, an yeah. interview with him where he said, and I had not realized it had gotten that far, that he had the suit. He'd been fitted for the suit. Oh. He was training in how to use all the. All the bat equipment. Did he have the voice down? I don't know. Because Did they, were, they gonna let his, were they going to let his brother work on this thing, too? or what? He just, I, The twin I, brother? I get what you're going for, but he no. Doesn't, that, no? Digital okay. effect. Um, I, yes. Uh, so, anyway, it's the, okay. writer, the writer of Gangster Squad, which I think is like the worst named movie of the summer. But I saw a trailer for it and thought... Looks like it might be pretty good. Is it like Monster Squad, but with yeah, gangsters? It's uh, Josh Brolin, Nick Nolte, and uh, Giovanni Ribisby. Giovanni Ribisby is in it, and um, uh, the the guy that all the girls were swooning over that was in the Notebook, uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, and they're like yeah. in the forty, and Sean Penn is playing um, uh, Squatty, the head gangster, Mickey Cohen. I think he's one of the, a famous gangster oh. from the forties in yeah. L.A. Mm. And so they're the, they're the squad that have been basically set. That so it's, it's the Untouchables. It's the Untouchables set right. in L.A. Right. Uh, but it's such Bunnert a good cast. The it's like, it looks really, really good. It's just Bunnert. you know I just don't like the name Gangster Squad. It feels like exactly that. Bunnert. Anybody else hear that? Yeah, I did. Hear what, Lon? The theme song from The Untouchables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. That was pretty good. Professional I, singer. People. I felt shadow. Professional. I, I know. Now I'm just doing sound effects. <laughs> well, it's too bad you were horribly scarred by that radioactive <laughs> canister. <laughs> Maybe um, we could put Lon in a mask and he could get, you know get, what, get back yeah, on stage. Right. I want to be like Kiss. I want to pose just a, a quick diversion that's related to this to the to, to everyone here. We're all intelligent men. So I was having a discussion this weekend about bigger, yeah. the evolution of cinema and film and how yes. it's it, basically the market is leaning towards 3D as the savior of cinema. But we had, the discussion came up that... Savior of profits. Sure. But in order to get butts in the seat, they think that 3D is going to be the, the frankly, way to go. I do want to see my dinner with Andre in 3D. But our conversation leaned towards <laughs> no, the evolution where it's leaning and where I think it's we've seen the most success... Okay, before we get to that was the fact that people... My God, do you have a point? Yes, I've lost, I'm going to get to I, it. I'm going to have Alan to flow chart Alan gets to a point faster than you. are going to get to this. You. you used that joke already. But anyways, <laughs> it still fits. But the point <laughs> Thanks, was Cinderella. that a lot of people were saying how like HBO, the model of like these like long miniseries is, is more interesting, so yes. people aren't going out to see movies. Right. And then we the conversation leaned to, well, what Marvel did with the Avengers is essentially what... Like HBO does with right. you know their it's stories. Treated. You're not the first to. I've read articles commenting on that. Oh well, that's what I'm just saying. So back to the whole it's Justice League like talk. television. Yes, right. So it's almost like for them to do just one Justice League movie might not have the same desired success that they want at the Avengers do because the imp- one of the same impact. What they the, want, right. what they're doing is is reverse. Reversing what Marvel did. Oh, start and launching the movie and mm-hmm. then launch individuals out of that. So one movie, movie merves into a bunch of all. Yeah, so we well, know that would be like movies. we know uh, that they want to do a Wonder Woman, and this is where it said is that they have that they have uh, got a completed draft, and they're still mulling to do a Green Lantern. They're still telling Ryan Reynolds 
hold on. We keep the suit. Come back, keep, keep the, the suit, suit clean. Don't, don't go gain play a lot Deadpool of weight just yet. Don't gain a lot of weight. Yeah, you know, and so they're they're still looking to do that. And then the I guess the impression is Ryan Reynolds will play Green Lantern in in Justice League. Sure, why not? But then he's going to have to. Is Henry Cavill going to stay as Superman? The, he is contracted. That they what about Batman? So if they do a Justice League, but there would have to be. They have to Batman find a new because Batman. Christian Bale said he was right. going to leave. But we also don't know what's going to happen in Dark Knight Rises. That, that may be a moot question. You know well, what? Though? Justice League could be years ago, and Dark Knight could be now. But do they have to true. live in the same universe? Well, that's a good question. Well, the other thing that came, that is leaked and rumored at this point, just to get uh, everybody. But Lon excited uh, is that we know that the DVD of Avengers uh, is going to be 35 minutes longer. Yes. That the movie will be 35 minutes longer. And you know, the rumor came out today, still rumor, that uh, Marvel slash Disney may release uh, the director's cut in August. Oh, in theaters. Like so in theaters. In theaters. Oh. So you could see a 35 minute longer oh. version of. Of the greatest movie oh you've ever God. seen, Nate. I have goosebumps. You're going to go get in line right now. <laughs> I'd watch that. I will get in line when I get back from Comic-Con. Maybe they'll show it at Comic-Con, oh Nate. Maybe they'll show it at 35 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and now you're worried. <laughs> so, uh, it's just a rumor. Uh, I mean, we know that it that will be on the Blu-ray we don't know if they are going to go ahead and release at the end. But the thing is, if they do do that, do it, would count, it, would then, it would then push the Avengers past Titanic and Avatar. Would it then? F- yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. Even including the 3D Titanic? Just counting. Uh, I don't know anybody that <laughs> saw it. <laughs> that has to have bumped it up a couple of percentage points. <clears throat> See Avengers again for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> My... Can't well, wait! I would, hope it it would, on. I would hope it would explain some of the gaping plot holes in the first one, so that'd be great. They weren't <laughs> gaping. They were minor <laughs> plot holes, Lon. I just wanted to see But we'll talk going. about Prometheus later. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, and things coming up. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph suddenly, like... Looks awesome. I had seen, I had seen references to it, and I was like, okay, yeah. it sounds kind of cute. I was like, suddenly, it's like it exploded last week. And it looks. Have you gone to the link on the website and no. played the game? No, there's an actual game. There's a game that's like oh, basically yeah. done. The, so the game that he's supposedly escaping from Ralph. is there the eight bit arcade game, and then there's a thing saying uh, if anybody has one of the original uh, consoles of this, we're really looking for it. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's, but. It was fun. It's like well, a Donkey Kong Junior, uh, Donkey Kong game. But all the fake games from that are going to come out as well. I'm sure. They oh are. yeah, yeah. Well, well it, the community game is online somewhere, right? Yes, they're uh, they're still kind of baiting and adding things to it. But yes, um, so you go to the Wreck It Ralph website and you can play the game. It's Fix It Felix. Uh, is awesome. Wreck It Ralph and Fix It? Well, Felix? that's his yes. nemesis. Wreck It Ralph. So the they sound like adult film stars. No, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's Jack McBrayer as Fix-It Felix. Yes. And John C. Riley as Wreck-It Ralph. Bless the O. And I, I do. I just love... I, I was stunned. I like the image of them with all the Cubert guys. and the mm-hmm. one guy I speak Cubert ease and trying to translate what this is. It, was like, <laughs> it does look fun. It looks like a really fun game. But it's it only going to appeal to I like the group us. therapy scene. Yes. Because we are all familiar with the many ages of video games, whereas little kids are going to go, What's a Cubert? 
I think that the idea of being sold that there's this new character, Wreck-It Ralph, they're going to like. And actually, there's a big 8-bit resurgence right now in the the ironic world of hipsters. uh, But I think, yeah, but but, but I'm talking about Lon's question. Yes, because the cartoon, the kids are going to go, and then they're going to buy into whatever fake history. I want a Nintendo! And if they... You have a Nintendo. But that does bring up the characters that seem to be missing are... Um, Mario. Are there Nintendo characters? I didn't see any there. Uh, Bowser's there. You're right. You're He's right. In the okay, group I didn't see therapy Bowser. Session. Okay, Bowser's in the group therapy session. So there's some cooperation. With I'm sure too. They are. They're keeping some surprises for the film. Yes. Yeah. But then the big push is going to be as as Rick just said is for the kids. There'll be a video game of each of those parody things. That Sugar Sweet Land that Sarah Silverman is being a character from, and Jane oh, Lynch's yeah. uh, Halo like game is there. I thought it was interesting that Jane Lynch's character looks exactly like, like Jane, Jane Lynch. Lynch. <laughs> that was, that really was hilarious. Too. Finally, you know, so I loved everything about that trailer. Watched a couple times, went, uh, and then I saw the link to the game and was like, and I played the game and I was like, this is fun. <laughs> so, uh, I'm so looking forward Should to that Should put movie. the link in the show notes. Or yeah, it was, I mean, it just came out of nowhere to me. It was just... Uh, didn't I bring it to the podcast a couple, like a month ago? And you guys I, were all... No, no. I believe I brought up Wreck-It no, Ralph. No, 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 we don't. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure I talked about Brian it. Brian Shimada will probably be able to tell us. Okay, so write into editor at fanboyplanet.com and tell us if Lon is right or I not. I distinctly remember Lon talking Lon about Lon brought it up first. Okay. Thanks. Okay, uh, if you want that, that's fine. Okay. You did that's not fine. come up with the idea. No, but I... <laughs> Which I know that's where you're going. No, you did not I did not. come up with the idea. You just said it came out of nowhere. He, all, he said uh, it sounded like a porn. I brought it uh, to the podcast. Okay. Uh, I said adult. Then uh. there, uh, <laughs> Avi Arad. There's a name from the past. You, you. Uh, we were just talking about Avi Arad you? when you went to the restroom. Really? And yeah. what did you say? I, I hope Derek's pissing on Avi Arad. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking That's about. That's right at sixty minutes. Awkward. No, I think that one can stay. But I'm still like, what? We were talking about Spider Man and how it looked like. Oh, you know, maybe it's looking better oh. the more previews we see. Oh, for Amazing Spider Man. And Lon yeah. mentioned something about. A crossover, you said Avi Arad said there could yes, be a crossover. Yes, that's what I was right? going to talk about. Is that uh, they're developing or the, cameos? A, a Venom film, right? But that's not what we were talking about. Oh. We were talking about possible like Avengers and Spider-Man type of thing. Because that has been saying, clarified today. All right, let Derek but, but extrapolate. We weren't really. It was just positing these possibilities. And I said, wasn't Avi Arad the head of Marvel for a while? So. Do they still have a good relationship was my question, so proceed believe, with the actual news. I believe they have a reasonable... That's a different thing, but th- but it did come out today that they had been trying to negotiate with Sony, and it has been revealed today that Sony was willing to, it was just too late, to include an Oscorp building mm. in the Avengers. Mm. So what it has come out is that... 35 minutes. In the extra 35 minutes, there may it, be no, an what, it, they, they could. They, it, was, it was too late with all approvals and stuff. That they're open to, they can share landscapes and minor elements. They so work. <laughs> Willie Lumpkin is up for use. No, no, no. I, well, yeah, but well, no. That's not that crazy an idea. I know. That they could create a character like a new Agent Coulson who could go back and forth like, like between the different between the different universes. movie universes, mm. so that it ties it together, but but never actually puts it together. But never actually puts it together. Be, because it's not in Sony's best interest. It no, doesn't it sound very is. satisfying. I, I, They'd make so much money. Now wait, does Sony have Sony has the rights to Spider Man? Sony has the rights to Spider Man. Do they have the rights to the Scarlet Spider? Yes. Do they have the rights to Spider Clone? Yes. 
They have the rights to Man Spider. Yes. Oh, well, then forget it. They have the rights to Venom, and they're developing a solo Venom film with since the Amazing Spider-Man's the reboot. Are they bringing back Topher Grace? No. Um, but they are bringing back Eddie Brock. Are they going to have Brock Lesnar play Eddie Brock? Oh, wouldn't that be great? That'd be that would disgusting. be awesome. Uh, so, but what they're trying to look for is then to, to duplicate the success of the team film. And if they, can, if they can successfully relaunch Amazing Spider-Man, if they can successfully launch Venom, then they can have a movie in which they cross over. Is Fantastic Four at Fox? Fantastic Four is at Fox. Uh. But here's the one that's at Sony that you're just going to love. No, I'm not going to love it when you say Ghost Rider. I, I thought that was it. a Fox. That's nope. a Sony too. That's a Sony. That's a Sony. Fox has Daredevil and and so Fantastic we can hope Four for a Fantastic Four Daredevil crossover. We could hope for a Fantastic Four X Men crossover. No, nah, that would be that would be stupid. Uh, <laughs> I think I bought that miniseries back <laughs> in the '90s. Uh, so did Submariner get sold with Fantastic Four? Submariner was at Universal. Was a separate was yeah. a, a separate back piece, and so I think he's back at Marvel because he's X Men now. Not well, well, shush. Uh, good for you for still reading Marvel, Just but that's not the way. The first Let's talk world. about lawsuits. No, I, I believe Univer- Universal had it because they were developing it for The Rock for a while. And then that fell But then apart. they found out The Rock can't swim. And, and then you know, he sinks like And then they found out yeah. The Rock was going to be Black Adam. Which, yeah, uh, DC, Warner Brothers again perfect. said that, yes, that Shazam is still in the, in the hover. They're trying to develop that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not Curse of Shazam. Um, although that'll be featured in a zero issue of Justice League, um, and what I think is funny is that the, is that the more they've had time to put off what his costume looks like, the more they show of it looks like the original costume, and now the hood that's is good. down and it looks like the collar of the old cape. That's and good. It's like yeah, that's good. I like they've it. been quietly listening. Uh, anyway, uh, and uh, then in Marvel, other Marvel movie news that they're developing Thor two, and the guy and I can't remember what the ga- actor's name was who played, who played Fandral. Of the Warriors oh, Three right. in Thor yeah. uh, is one of the leads in Once Upon a Time, so his schedule conflicts. He can't be in Fan- Thor Two. Fandral is the, the Carrie the Elwes looking, yeah, the, the, yeah. looking guy, um, and so they are talking to Zachary Levi to take over the role of Fandral in Thor Two. He's excited about, it. and the irony is that actually he had been their first choice, but NBC had renewed Chuck. So he couldn't take the role originally, and now Chuck is off the air, and so now Zachary Levi can play Fandral. And Fandral was Josh Dallas. Seasons of, uh, Josh Dallas, who was, was on once. He's uh, now on once upon Joshua a time. Dallas. Oh, I'm sorry. So really, the so Thor two is going to be heavy on the Warriors three. Then is it yes, it's, most of it's going to take place in Asgard. Oh, brother. We know the Enchantress is a villainous. What's what wrong don't with you like that, the Warriors three? Oh, well, that'd be cool. I, I want a Thor movie. I don't want a Warriors three movie. Give me Thor. I want a Warriors 3 movie. Well, then get your Warriors 3 movie and keep I'm it out of it. my Thor 2. Well. Don't make me there. Thor. Okay, let's talk about something we can all disagree with. Uh, you saw God Bless America, you said. Uh, I so did. I just wanted to briefly say. So is that is that out in theaters right now? Is that on no, video on demand? It was on, that, on okay. the on demand well, release okay. thing. Uh, and I was curious to But I think it's it in some small, you know, in some major markets. I'm sure, it had a small still. release. Yeah. Um I just I, I watched it because, and I'll just try to be brief. I was a big fan of World's Greatest Dad, uh, Bobcat. Because still have not seen it. God really bless see America, direct, written directed by Bob, Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, basically about uh, Joel Murray, who's kind of a washed up kind of single dad, finds out he has a brain tumor, and uh, instead of he basically he's about to kill himself one night, and he's watching bad late night TV, and he's watching like 
my super sweet 16 or something on MTV. Oh, and, yeah. horrible shows. And basically it does just, actually exist. Wait for it. Just see some like horrible no, people on TV and he decides instead of killing myself, I'm going to go kill people who deserve to die. Awesome. So he kind of drives across country or across a few states yeah. to kill this girl on the thing and he goes on a killing spree. Wow, that's now, terrible. it's a comedy. Um, it sounds like, hilarious. It's a Bobcat Goldthwait com- comedy. Well, here's the thing. I love Shakes the Clown. Yep. Here's the thing. I was a huge fan of World's Greatest Dad, and I thought it was well-written, well-directed, and well-performed and acted. I think this one is a little too preachy and just really unfocused. It, it, wants, it has all this message it wants to say, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's, it's basically Bobcat Goldthwait's words through like a 17 year old well, girl's mouth so the question I have is like what it sounds like to me is like idiocracy a movie that I love the concept and I still find I still find funny but there's but just something is, about it that doesn't quite work well I still think idiocracy was was strong but just wasn't I don't know it, it maybe just didn't right. connect with some people just it, didn't quite yeah. but whereas idi- idiocracy actually paints a picture of that world and actually does kind of create that whereas this is all just Exposited towards you, okay, and it's it's just real preachy. It's 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 basically he has to get this young girl sidekick who witnesses one of the murders, and then like just uh, romanticizes and hero. What do you mean? Yeah, hero worships. Yeah, hero worships, and and basically idolizes this guy, and basically their conversation. You know, all of the the frustration and 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 anger that that. Goldthwait has with America and everything else is basically acted through her, you know, because she's the new person to his yeah. thing, and it just feels like it's, it doesn't move organically, and it feels that great. And, and a I lot saw of him stuff be interviewed about the film, and it did. Sound, he almost sounded like he said, "Yeah, I kind of phoned this one in." It was like, yeah, and I was kind of disappointed because I really liked World's Greatest Dad. I thought it was a really well-made movie, whereas this one just didn't feel as strong. And yet, I'm just grateful that somebody's. And again, not having seen it, but you know that somebody's trying to do something different and and challenge audiences with an idea. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing, though. He he po- he he got the the idea out there, but didn't. Yeah. He didn't take the ball all the way down well, the field, you know. That. So, okay. and and those of you that are deciding to watch it, if you get turned off by babies being shot, might not want to watch. Oh the film. yeah, you just. Turn me off. In the first, it's the one uh, five I, minutes. I, I'd say the one, that's one of my uh, one, well, not the one thing, <laughs> but it's it's one thing that I can definitely say would make me go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this film's. Not it's for a me. pretty. There's a pretty shocking opening sequence. So yeah, yeah. I've been a fan of Goldway for years, but I, I have no need to see this movie. Okay, then moving on. And was there something else that you saw? That I'll you rewatch Police Academy. There you go. That's three. Four was the best one with Bobcat, but I also <laughs> saw a movie I highly recommend for all you weirdos and Avengers? Crazies, crazies out there. I don't think you're going to be so lucky, oh. Nate. You're, uh, you're not recanting. I just discovered that on Netflix this weekend that Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie is out, and I was waiting for that to hit the theaters, and I guess it came away, under the under my radar. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Re- I wasn't really hugely aware of Tim and Eric, as you know. I'd see a couple stuff on like. Adult Swim late at night, or I'd, and I, I never, you know, some I'd get, some I didn't. But this movie is basically their their Kentucky Fried movie, you know, where it's basically mm-hmm. an opportunity for them to just go wild and crazy. And they basically they're very subversive, uh, very unconventional. Didn't they get a lot of like B list guest stars on this too? Well, here's the funny thing: is they got some cameos, but 
they're celebrity impersonators, which I think is hilarious. Oh. So, <laughs> oh my god. So you see these people and go, "Oh my god, is that?" And then you go, "Wait, that's not his voice." And then you realize, "Oh, it's a celebrity impersonator." So that's why I just think it's brilliant because you know, they they toy with it. I mean, legitimately Will Ferrell has a small role uh, John C. Riley has kind of a supporting well, role. Well, John C. Riley is a regular on the yeah, team. Yeah, sure. I mean, those guys know awesome everybody. Though, so. yeah. yeah, but it's it's wrong and it's bad. But I was laughing the whole time. So it's one of those where if you appreciate their humor, I think you'll really love this movie. I think the brilliance of it is is part of the premise is they do they get paid a billion dollars to make a film for a studio. They end up only turning in three minutes of usable footage. <laughs> And then the studio wants their billion dollars back. They don't have the money, so they run, and they they see like a late night infomercial says, "Come run this mall and make a billion dollars." So they basically go to this mall to become mall managers, and basically save the mall to make a billion dollars. There's a lot of money in mall management. Well, that's the thing. It's yeah, it's it's funny. But what the, what I thought was brilliant is the fact that if you're a sketch comedy group. And you're trying to do a, let's say, a formula movie where you want to showcase all your different things. A mall's a great setting, <laughs> a great backdrop, because you can... Because each store is a different location. Right. Each store has, has a setup for a new premise or a new thing, and they kind of explore that. And so they're able to do their, their comedy sketch stylings and also stay in the form of this movie. So I thought it was really funny, but... Okay. It's wrong. It's there's a scene in there that's so wrong, and at first you're all, "This is oh god, this is just terrible," but it keeps going, and it Do keeps. You say that going. to yourself, like when you're watching movie, oh, and you go, "This is god, so this wrong, is just wrong." Dude, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Wow! But then after like. It keeps going, going. Then you start laughing because you go, this is so wrong. Why are they still doing this? This is terrible. What's going on? And then you just laughing your ass off. So Okay. I loved it. Go see it. Oh, we have Rent a Prometheus, it. which is a big movie that opened this last weekend, and we didn't get see Did you it see it? I, I saw it Sunday. Anyone else? Anyone I haven't else? seen it. Have no, seen I haven't seen right, it. Can we get spoiler free? It's spoiler early away. for spoilers still, too, isn't it? Uh, it's first weekend. It's just know. been a week. If you say spoilers, you can say them, and then they, people should know. Well, it's, not fair to Rick, it's not fair to Rick. Well, I want to give the spoiler free. Nate say, and I can leave for a while if you want to. I'll just say this much. It was good. It's a good movie. Good sci-fi. However, it just doesn't hit all the way. It like it has some, some, some parts that don't work, but it doesn't. those parts that don't work don't kill the whole movie. It's just it leaves too much unanswered and open. That's the the criticism I've been reading has been that yeah, they it's, that it, it definitely does in a way that I find too blunt. Say sequel, yeah, and or franchise. But a lot of un, unanswered stuff. Well, yeah. it just it just sets you. Up, I mean, it 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 prepares you for an ending and an outcome that you don't get. And yeah. then you just really are left going, what? Why would that happen? Why would they do this? Why would these characters act unnaturally this way? Like, and I was talking to Derek about it earlier, where it, it's co-written by Damon Lindelof, co-writer of Lost. Yeah. And that's what he did on Lost. He would do, he would make the characters do stuff that you would not believe a normal person in that situation would do, but it moved the story forward. And that's kind of what well, happened in this I film. mean... One slight spoiler, because this is just a perfect example of this, is they have a geologist 
who has a really cool idea of these little <laughs> yeah, they're little hounds, oh, pups, pups, he howls yeah. them, you know, he says mind pups, and they're these little spheres that go and they and map they map and right, they get a that's in the commercial. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's the guy in charge of those. He's sent out the mind pups, and then he's the guy that gets <laughs> lost. Yeah, I thought that in funny. the caves. Mm-hmm. So the one character oh. that you would consider, in any logical sense, Smart the enough. least likely to get lost is the character that does. With the xenobiologist, who is too scared to be in the caves and wants to go back to the ship. Yet. But when they first encounter an alien life form, goes, isn't it cute? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, really? It's that, I mean, it's those two characters are... are um, Check your cerebellums at the door okay. because we need you to move the plot along. Yeah, because they are essentially setting them up one way, and then you see them in another way, and, you're and like, they do the exact what? opposite. So those are the dumb kids in the haunted house. Yes, okay. pretty much. And uh, and yet there are other characters where it's just they're really well written. I mean, like uh, Idris Elba's character, Love the him. captain of the ship, Love is that. fantastic character. I like Charlize Theron. Although he was too far in the future to love Steely Dan, I think. No, Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, we, which becomes a pl- you know a little character bit. No, I think there are people that you know. I mean, who knows what pop music is going to be? Who, who in a hundred years? Who knows? It's what going to get so much worse to. than it is now. Mm-hmm. Which is why you're going to be listening to Crosby, Stills, yeah. Nash and Young. It's I thought it would have been interesting if you would have liked like you know <laughs> Lady Gaga or something. You know what I mean? Because no, that would have been classic rock. But the song wouldn't have worked. I know. Okay. Well, you could have been poke, 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 poke. No, I'm going to poke race. No. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and then Michael Fassbender, great, totally great, awesome, yeah. totally great. But of course, it's in a Ridley Scott quote unquote alien film, and he's an android. So we never anything that really happens, we're never surprised, right? Yeah, I forgot the guy's name. The uh, the, the main actor from Community, Joel McHale. Yeah, did a uh, parody. Oh no, I haven't seen that. Of the of the robot of the uh, of the uh, robot ad where this is yeah we're trying to make our robots uh, as human as uh, I understand human emotions but I don't feel them it's it's really it's really he's spot on perfect uh, imitation of the I, but I love that I love that viral ad yeah. I love that there was one other thing about Prometheus I was gonna um, frick I can't remember now damn it um, oh the one other thing too was like okay Ridley Scott alien film. But, but it's not an alien. Well, no, I know. But can we have one of these films where the female isn't the only one who's strong and powerful and can make the right choices and decisions? Ridley and Scott it? loves women. Long. I know, but I'm just saying. And like, someday you will learn to love no, them, too. No, but I'm just saying it's He's like, empowering them. I know, but it's like there's nobody else on this ship that gets it like she does. I, mean, I don't know. And then. Men are robots. Remember how you were saying. Characters not like set up one way and then turning another. Yeah. Like Idris Alba's character at the end, or like t- towards the end, Don't spoil they have that conversation, and then you, you kind of turn like, yeah, you know what I mean. It, it forces him to be a different way, and yeah. so it's just I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's just some issues. Oh, and my biggest problem is the engineers. There were no aliens in it. The engineers look like the vampires from Iron Legend, and that kind of bothered me. Huh? Yeah, I can see that. It didn't bother me. But it was interesting because it, it, you know it, it did switch what people thought the space jockeys were, and for, you know so the image that you think from 1979 is not what they are. No, no, no it's kind of disappointing. But yeah, so well, there was one. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. Uh, TV. Uh, we f- the well, now it's time. Bring it up. TV. Well, let's go to TV right now. Falling Skies comes yes. back on the 17th. Yes. And will be followed by a... Talking Skies. Talking Skies. skies <laughs> a Walking Dead-like follow-up show yes. hosted by Will Wheaton. Oh, Chris Hardwick's buddy. Yes. So... All right. I mean... Actually, I, I like that show. It, it, it had a rough... Rough getting going, but the last couple episodes were some really big reveals. As long as you give me some more moon blood good, I'm all in. Well, so. then you're in. Yep. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. I just want her, they should just have her just falling clothes every episode, and I'd watch it. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, that's wow. great. Um, let's mention that uh, we one thing that's not good that is also falling is Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes officially canceled. Uh, Why do they always cancel the awesome show? To be replaced by a series called Avengers Assembled. Assembled, Avengers Assembled, which will be more, they say, tonally in line with the movie. And the thing I don't understand is I've I've powered through the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, got all the DVDs. Uh, I thought they pretty much had assembled the team that was going to be in the movie anyway, mm-hmm. with the exception of the giant man and the wasp being in there. And you mm-hmm. threw in Black Panther, but people think Black Panther is going to show up. So we already did have a movie that was, I mean, and they even had a guy who sounded like Robert Downey Jr. voicing Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't, here's the thing, and I know this is only going to make Nate angrier, not at me. Don't make him angry. At Jeff Loeb. At Jeff Loeb, is that I feel like it's that, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes was not made on... It's like when you work at a at a retail store and a new manager comes in and they want to get rid of everything that the previous manager did that worked because they want to make it their own store. Right. right. And that's what I think that's, that's every management structure. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So is it just exactly. different production companies? Is this one like Marvel wants to do their No, I just mean that now or? Jeff Loeb's in charge and Jeff Loeb wants to be able to take credit for the Avengers. Mm. They, so I they want it to be more Wait. in line and they want it to be in the same universe as the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. So this which, is a Jeff Loeb issue then? Yes. Jeff Loeb is in charge of this? Uh, yes. Well, I still have the last two, I think the last two episodes of that that I haven't watched yet. Did they wrap up the the scroll no storyline no okay. it's not wrapped up they well, ignored the scroll storyline and went to they the went four storyline yeah and that was the last ep- that was the last episode of my DVR recorded I hope it hasn't been why playing why couldn't they do two Avengers it. shows Avengers is the biggest movie this year keep Avengers Earth's My Hero and then have Avengers Assemble but it would be so confusing for the little kids no. that watch. Well, 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 you've because got the little kids that you've watch are grown Spider-Man men. actually creating a little teen Avengers in, in the team. So I finally Which watched is making f- that show worse. I, I watched like four or five episodes this weekend and thought, the only thing that I think is really, it's not, it's not a, that I think is cool about it. I, I kind of like the approach to w- the Spider-Man character. But I thought it interesting, I hadn't really pieced together that Drake Bell was voicing Peter Parker, who had been Dragonfly in superhero movie. So it had actually been in the Spider-Man parody film hmm. and is now actually playing Spider-Man. Yeah, you know. That's but funny. the show did not necessarily... This take of having the young uh, Iron Man... Uh, Iron Fist, rather, and the teen Luke Cage and a teen White Tiger... Was Terrible. Like, no. And, that and makes new, the and show And the new worse. Nova, who's just a jerk. And then my son and I had to discuss that, you know, why Nova actually was a much cooler character... Than what he was seeing on Ultimate Spider-Man, and because it's not Richard Rider. Why and why is that Nova? First of all, not very powerful. Secondly, dumb. I mean, Nova could pretty much. I mean, he's a cosmic power level guy. 
yet he's running around with Spider-Man and teenage Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and White Tiger. Really? Sorry. And the whole thing about Spider-Man when he was that young and that whatever, he was on his own. He wasn't yeah. teaming up with people. That's why he wasn't an Avenger for half his yeah. life or whatever career. Well, because it's Ultimate Spider-Man, and that's why you have that black, the, you know, the Black Nick Fury, who is okay. Just, but Ultimate Spider-Man hangs out with the Avengers, the Ultimates, aka the Avengers, right? And Fantastic Four. I mean, he was living. He lives, or when he was Peter Parker was still alive, he lived with Johnny Storm and Iceman. Okay. So why can't it just be like more like Spider-Man and his amazing friends with Iceman and Firestar or whatever her name is? I totally dig that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then they've got this Hulk Agents of Smash, and I don't know if that ties into the universe. I mean, yeah, we'll see. That's only been announced for going on three years now. It seems like there was a picture things, for it today online. Things yeah, with the Hulk have forward. been taking a long time. And now they're going in fast forward because suddenly, oops, the yeah. people like the Hulk. Oh, shocking! But I the mean, Hulk I think I think, I think doing but doing a Hulk animated series is a no brainer to me because. But wait a minute, they're agents of Smash. That means they're an organized team. Yes. Who's the leader? Who's the who does payroll for S- Smash? Who like organize like the accountant? Who funds them? Do they have little Quinjets? Do they have little jumping pot? I well, mean, will they actually call themselves agents of Smash in the? Uh, that's in what the, the show? sign the, says on the, the amortization. The what? Is, is, do they have a headquarters? That's what. I, that's what I'm saying. They like, did. They smashed it. <laughs> oh, great. It doesn't so, make it. <laughs> the so more we'll we talk about it, the more they have a brown I know. I know. It's upsetting you. So let us say. By the way, uh, so an animated series that Disney XD started last week that I think does work mm-hmm. is Tron Uprising. Did yep. you, everybody catch that? Anybody catch That's that? That's negatory. Yes. No. Saw it. What I think is interesting is that you can, uh, iTunes is actually releasing the Tron Uprising episodes before they're being broadcast on Disney XD. So the second episode is available now. And it was funny. Our our DVR recorded the second episode, so we had to go back to the oh okay. The maybe maybe the on demand did first the, episode. Did okay, so and the on demand did not have the second episode available. That's yet. where my confusion is. Okay, yeah. so it's not being done. So I have not yet seen the second episode, but on the, I did watch. We started watching the second episode, and then we're going. Wow, there sure is a lot of exposition. Here. So you didn't see Beck's beginning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, well, we we. Caught on about five minutes in, and we went. And we went. I like the one. character design. I think uh, it character looks, design is awesome, and it's matching up with what they did with the video games, especially that the woman who's chasing him. Yes. So I guess I should watch the show. It's then. really cool. What's it, it a, on Disney XD? Disney XD. It's a prequel to Tron Legacy, and they've got but uh, a sequel to Tron, but a sequel to Tron. So, so it's like the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon. Yes. So Voice actors. They they've got uh, some great guys. Uh, so yes, Frodo, Lager. Frodo, um, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood is uh, back. Bruce Boxleitner is Brock Tron. Tron. Yeah, and, and and this is the only problem I have with the show is like they're setting it up so that Tron is like a superhero identity in in the grid. Like nobody, they well they, like Zorro. They, they think that Tron died, and then there's a new Tron. So who's the new? So Tron? he's new Tron. Phantom Stranger. Right. What? Um, but. But Bruce An isotope, right? But Bruce Boxleitner is there. Um, Does somebody do a bad Jeff Bridges impression? Yes, there was, oh, uh, nice. but it was actually not that bad. It's, but it's, it's been, a little digitized. But been very well because it's mostly been clues yeah. so far. Right. So they're trying to make that excuse. Lance Henriksen is in it. 
Mandy Moore is in it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's animated. It's a little different, but it, it's. Uh, but I thought it was a, it was a decent setup, and uh, a good show. But it is like um, watching Clone Wars is as long as you forget that there's no way this is going to have a happy ending because obviously by the beginning of Legacy, uh, Tron has been taken over and they're living under a fasc- essentially a fascist dictatorship. But at the end of Legacy, clue. doesn't Tron redeem himself? Yeah, at the end. At the end, but I'm saying okay, the series yeah. for Uprising is going to. But you know, before that, he was an oppressor. Yes. Yeah, well, he's well a so computer, was Darth Vader. It, it, it's a computer program. It, it doesn't necessarily have to end as badly as we know. You weren't helping there, Nate. <laughs> oh. We, we know that, that uh, the Clone Wars is going to end horribly badly. But this is this, they could just go. Unless it's an alternate under. universe where that's not going to happen. Oh, oh my la, God, la, that'd be so la, awesome. La, 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 la. Yeah. That sounded like Pee Wee Herman. I love Clone Wars. Yeah, I was trying Good to job. Thank you. Um, a happy ending that we are getting is that the Batman 60s TV series licensing rights have finally been wrested from Fox, and Warner Brothers can start licensing all kinds of toys. Toys. And? And books. And, Nate, you are telling me, are you serious about this? If you are going to make the announcement that will make my life complete. Wow. It's not quite an announcement. I swear I saw that the DVD was going to be available. You sure it wasn't soon. the movie? No, no, it definitely says has been available 60s before. TV show. Hmm. Interesting. It has been like the holy grail people have been trying and begging and writing in for that for years. You know why I really like to get that? I've watched the shows over and over and over again, you know, all the dialogue. Yeah. I like the extras on that. If there if there are, and, and I want that to happen before they all pass away. Yeah. You know. Ooh, second audio. But, you know, I mean, I did, I did, uh, we was at part of a roundtable last year with Adam West, and I asked him that, and he said, you know, I, I wouldn't count on it. Oh. You know? And uh, it's just kind of, and he, you know, it seems sad about it, and that's the thing. Even up until last summer, it seemed like this was never going to happen. It's on Hub. It's doing very well on Hub, but, you know, it's just... We don't they already do the toys, though, for it? Or no? no, they don't. They can't. They Not those been able style. To. Hmm. And if I they, actually... Even no. when they've tried to do appearances of that, of that look in the comics, they have to go over with the lawyers to make sure that the likenesses are enough to suggest that it's the 60s uh-huh. Batman, but they can't actually do the same costume because Fox owns the TV show. So is it just yeah. the Batman image, or is it all the gadgets and stuff, too? The gadgets? The only thing they've had the rights to is the Batmobile okay. for the last decade. All right. But now they have the gadgets. They have the celebrity villain likenesses. Oh, okay. And Ooh. so we can see a lot of cool stuff. And as uh, Rick and I so were talking... So we talk- can see Egghead now? Maybe, yeah. yes. And it can look like Egghead. Rick and I were, were talking about this last night, that I bought a Captain Action figure, and uh, which has license to Marvel, so you can get a the Spider-Man and Captain, Captain America. Oh, I saw those at Toys R Us. Yeah. And the but thing you is, have to buy the figure, then buy the outfit, right? Buy the outfits, and then there's a Hawkeye piece hidden away in each one. So if you get oh. all four costumes, Spider-Man, Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man, you will have a Hawkeye. So he can dress Ooh. as Hawkeye as well, but they're but the, but it's all Marvel <laughs> characters, and I would think it would be really awesome if they could get the '60s Batman. There's also a <laughs> hidden away Black Widow piece, and too. the Captain uh. Action um, Facebook page did say something about, oh, well, another licensing, maybe we could get it, and I'm kind of thinking they were only saying that because they've already been in talks. Bad uh, news, fanboys! You're going to tell me the exact opposite of what you were trying to tell me. Wow. <laughs> 
Nate, uh, it's like you promised me a plate of the most delicious chocolate chip cookies in existence. Merry and Christmas. snatch them away. According to TV shows on DVD.com slash news slash Batman dash variety dash story dash about dash, too long. Dash, dash deal. Near the bottom of the story does in fact say that a contact inside Warner Brothers has confirmed that, shockingly, the new merchandise agreement does not extend to home video. Well, that just sucks. I would have never posted this story if I would have known it would be squashed so quickly. Sorry to all the Bat fans, of which I am one, who got excited for the possible DVD. I'm just as bummed as you are. Why allow WB to release action figures, t-shirts, and such, and not allow them to release the actual show? This is completely ridiculous. Oh, well. Sigh. Thank you, Walter Winchell. (laughs) And all the ships at sea. That was from (laughs) TVRage.com. Wow. Uh, That was good. Okay, <laughs> so uh, thank you for that disappointment. Things that did come out on DVD. Um, just want to quick go over, uh, you know, John Carter. I'm going to experiment with that alternate second screen thing. Um, Journey Two. I watched that last week. Uh, the Mysterious Island. The yeah. Not as bad as I thought. That's it was the going one with to the be. Rock. With the Rock and yeah. Michael. Smell the Rock is cooking. I, you know, it's just entertaining family stuff, and at least. Somewhere. Literate and uh, does Rock punch a dinosaur? Nobody has a magic. He tries. Chest. Yes, he oh. does. He does. Oh. He does the dancing biceps. The doesn't he? Pe- peck popping. Peck popping. Peck popping. Spider Man one, two, and three are getting a Blu-ray re-release next week. Um, I'll hope to have a better report on this. And it says the big thing that I can figure out is they keep saying advertising new special O-ring packaging. O-ring. I don't know what the heck that means, so I have O-ring to open them the up. O-ring is the thing that failed on the shutter. On the uh, that's shuttle, what on I the thought. Challenger. So I'm afraid to open it because it might explode. <laughs> so, um, Isn't But you may notice that this week at Target, you can get Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 on Blu-ray for Fine. 10 bucks oh. a piece oh. because the re-release <laughs> edition is next week. Well, I noticed that they're selling the normal DVDs for five bucks. Make sure yeah. I let, no, let, I want, let Dave Tapia know that those are on sale. I yes. really hope that they come with a Spider-Man mask because when I bought Spider-Man 3... It came with a mask, but the mask was kid size. And unfortunately, wow. it also came with Spider-Man 3. <laughs> well, so, that? Uh, <laughs> I also uh, got a copy of one, Ghost Rider's Spirit of Vengeance, so I'm looking forward to that. Movie date. I am afraid that if I open that, it won't explode. Uh, but one that I did watch that came out today, Superman vs. the Elite, the latest anima- oh. animated film, uh, which was based on Truth, Justice, and I can't think. I can't think of what the storyline was. But it was basically Superman versus the Authority. They called it the Elite instead, and they were exploring uh, after the Authority came out this idea of what, why is Superman relevant. important? Why is he relevant? And despite it, kind of a weird character design for the whole thing, they're a lot more elongated and not quite anime, but it's a lot more cartoony than the others have been. Very more like um, it's moving away from the Bruce Tim design. It's an interesting separate look, um, but I really and, and the only voice actor I recognized was George Newbern, who had oh vo- God, vo- Ellen DeGeneres gets to a point faster than this guy. Voiced uh, Superman Ron has been in waiting Justice. all show to I do that. No, actually, he's been waiting three weeks. Uh, George Newborn voiced it on Justice League Unlimited. Um, despite the lack of, usually they have major voice talent, and this was still really, really solid. So when you say thing. elongated, like like Aeon Flux elongated, or um, they're just different. It's hard to it's hard for me to like describe. Mr. Fantastic elongated? No, 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 no. Like Ralph Digby, but they're elongated? more they're more cartoony in a, in a way in a, in a different way than Bruce, okay. than Bruce Tim is. It's it's, a, it's the first time that it's really veered from what I think of the established looks, or the last few have been more. 
uh, adventure anime influenced. Uh-huh. You know, more like what the Batman had done. And this is, you know, so kind of a different look for Superman and for the characters. But really... Um, were your TV settings just messed up? No. Okay. No. <laughs> was really your vertical in- hold off a little bit? No, no. I was not in the Outer Limits. Okay. Uh, and it was just a, a really good adaptation. And Joe Kelly, who wrote the original storyline, uh, got to write the screenplay, which I think is good because I was still, I'm still a little miffed that in Justice League Doom, despite not being directly based on the Justice League storyline in which Ra's al Ghul did what Vandal Savage does in Justice League Doom, um, it was so clearly owed a debt to that. Mark Wade was not credited, but Joe Kelly was, of course, then credited for this Superman versus the Elite. So, really good film, really entertaining, and nice to see them focus it back on Superman for a little while. Now there are two that I want to borrow from you. Okay, uh, it's 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 possible we could do that. Trying to take a nap. Okay, sorry. <laughs> And the other thing I want to just point out is just to give a shout-out, a video game released today by a friend of Fanboy Planet. I doubt this is the podcast, but still a friend of Fanboy Planet, James Gunn, uh, who wrote and directed uh, Super last summer. He got to write a video game out today, Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, yeah. By the oh, Cheerleader my. versus Zombies. So he wrote the script nice. for that? He wrote the script for that. So. Uh, uh, very, is it a first-person popular game right now? I don't know. Just no, no it's, uh, it's like third-person. Side-scrolling? Uh, no, it's it's a uh, third person free movement through through oh, a field. Yeah, nice. it's supposed to be really funny, open, really yeah, fun. She's a she's a cheerleader versus zombies. She's a cheerleader, and on her back back attached to a belt is the living head of her boyfriend. Who well, couldn't who he provides bite her leg? Who, no, he's who, not a zombie. He provides a lot of uh, secondary dialogue with her about what's going on. And so his head survived, but it's his, not a zombie? I don't know right. the logic yet. I haven't played yeah. the game, but I'm looking Apparently forward to Apparently, at points during the game, she puts him on top of, uh, uh, on the shoulders of some other body. Or well, and he thing. also has apparently special moves. You can uh, you can charge up and then and then use him as a weapon. Yeah. So, so he's yeah, kind of so like the uh, like Deadpool detective head. in uh, Living Color. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Just throw wow. me. I had just totally throw me. forgotten about that <laughs> sketch. Yes, he is exactly like... Oh, my gosh. Okay, so if you have any questions... No, no, no. Oh, Lon has some One news. more video game oh. news because there was controversy. Tell me. And oh, a, that's right. A popular video game that Nate and I have been frequently oh, playing. Very popular oh, I'm game. sorry. A Facebook game, yes. Yeah. Most popular Facebook game of all time. Sit down, Farmville. Really? <laughs> Go ahead, Nate. Really? Break it down for us. Those fighting words. So you need to have shield points you need to, to do have certain points. things. You gotta uh, to train your hero, points. you need to have a certain amount of silver and a certain amount of shield points. Yes. So Lon and I had accrued well over 2,000 shield points Lots of shield points we had. And all of a sudden the other day, we're down around 100. Not even that. Where did our shield points go, ladies and gentlemen? They're constantly doing updates to the game. Sometimes you check in and goes, oh, sorry, the game is down right now. We're doing scheduled maintenance. Come back later. Uh So we come back, and apparently all our shield points are gone. Um, I was actually missing, I think, some ISOs, too. Were you missing ISOs? I don't remember missing ISOs, but I've been... Not paying attention. Yeah. So, so do you contact technical support on these so things? So apparently there's no real contact, whatever. I, I asked game expert Dave Tapia who to mm-hmm. contact <laughs> about that, and he said you had to actually file a, a 
a support ticket with, I guess, the creators of the game. Who, who manufactures that game? Played them. Oh, played them, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's Disney. So basically we have to get back to them to get our points back. And I was just like, oh, that's terrible. That's going to take forever to get our points back. So then I kind of said, oh, I've got an idea. You can just you can gift uh, points from your allies in the game. So then I went on Facebook and said, hey, ally friends that are playing this game, give me shield points. I need them. So, of course, all my allies come through because the game is constantly telling you, gain more allies so you can get you know further on in the game. But, of course, there's a gift limit every day. You can only accept, like, what, 20, 50-something 50. 50 uh, things a day. So I can't get any of my shield points back naturally because there's a little... There's I'm so a, hot right now. I want to play this game so bad. So it would be faster to have filed a game <laughs> complaint. No, because... Did you go to the forums and see if it's a known bug? I don't know. Dave would know. So Dave's in the forums every day. So we're going to talk to him. So if anybody else knows, if, if there's somebody from Playdom listening to this, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Actually, I have a friend that might work there. Okay. I don't want to hear any more uh, And recruit Black tonight. Panther because he's awesome. Mm, fun to play. Excellent. If you agree, disagree, have any other points you would like to make, please write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. I got nothing left. So until next week, I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of Fanboy Planet. <sighs> Yanni Lopez. Hey. I am Nate Costa. And I'm Rick Snyder reminding you to use, use your, your powers, powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.